All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Big Bang Wrestling Podcast. This week was a pretty de- decent re- week for wrestling, but we all know it wouldn't be wrestling today with without some comedy. I and mean, really some stupid comedy at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've seen everything from Taya Valkyrie. She got arrested on the latest episode of Impact and effectively written off of Impact Television. We've seen an obstacle course between Bailey and Bianca Belair. That was just kind of <laughs> stupid overall, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, then, yeah. you know, last but certainly not least, you know, we've seen the aftermath of Alexa Bliss throwing that fireball in Randy Orton's face last week. And now <laughs> how he pretty much has to hide his face behind a mask because of that. Uh. Yeah, mask pretty much looks yeah. like a jock strap of eye holes cut out of it. It's pretty atrocious. It's pretty bad. Yeah, but yeah, you know, this week we're also going to be adding some comedy of our own like we normally try to do. So without any further hesitation, let's go on and get this thing rolling. This week has some pretty decent in-ring action. Like, the actual wrestling itself wasn't that bad. Uh, First thing I want to talk about that really stood out to me from Monday Night Raw was this whole storyline with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. You know, that's kind of (laughs) taking a weird turn after the whole fireball thing, you know. And I just thought this week, Randy Orton started off Raw wearing a mask. I guess I had to burn uh, everything, but the mask itself just looked kind of ridiculous. He looks like a condom. <laughs> <laughs> like the mask itself looked like a freaking like like you said like a jock strap with yeah. ear holes and a nose cut out of it. <laughs> you know? Do you remember the the tag team, the Johnsons, and they just dressed in flesh colored. Suits with flesh-colored masks, just like that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't remember that. I, I never seen them. I don't think. Well, good. We can we'll we'll throw a picture in here, but that's what Randy looks like. He looks like one of the Johnsons, and their entire gimmick was that they were wrestlers that looked like dicks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what Orton looked like. That that thing is ridiculous. No, they're really they're really hinting at. The Fiend coming back soon. You know, we know how you feel about that. I, I mean, what are they gonna? What, what are what are we gonna do if he comes back? I mean, really? Uh, from I've seen some things. You no, know, on the all-knowing internet, you know, in the internet wrestling community, that the Fiend might be coming back as a. I'm not gonna say a new character. But I say he might be coming back with a new look. Oh Jesus! Well, I mean, is he going to be black from being burnt? We're going to get the charcoal monster, huh? Probably not, because then that'd be considered racist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they set him the fuck on fire. If he comes back, he's got to play the part. WWE and all their creative genius know what they're doing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Bruce Pritchard knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, clearly, because Alexa Bliss is now throwing Hadoukens and fireballs and shit. <laughs> well, and then what was it? The swing? Yeah. Oh, you talk about the little uh, the swing. You had the rocking chair, rocking by itself. <laughs> yeah. Asuka out, and their matches. Asuka and Alexa had that match on Raw too, and it was. I'm not gonna say it was bad, but it was different. Right. Like the whole time they had Asuka acting like she was getting freaked out and whatnot by Alexa. Yeah, which is kind of weird since Asuka's gimmick is kind of supposed to be, you know, creepy and freaky, you know. Used to be. Yeah, well, true. true. Yeah, you're right. And ever yeah, since she you're got right. the main roster, they killed that, you know, just like they do with everybody else. One match I do want to talk about on Raw was the match between Ricochet and AJ Styles. Probably the best match from Raw, hands down. Right. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty damn good match. They actually got got some time to wrestle. So exactly, that's that's new. All that's new right there. New mm-hmm. Actually, giving these guys time to wrestle. And it seems like his storyline with Retribution is pretty much done. And they just replaced yeah. Ricochet with Xavier Woods. They had Gilbert on Raw. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> they had Gilbert. <laughs> Fucking Gilbert. Gilbert and a fat Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I remember when Gilbert won the light heavyweight championship in like 98, 99. That man won a That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he 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 won that belt, all right. (laughs) Like really, other than that, nothing really stood out to me on Raw. Other than that, um, the next night on TNA, I didn't even get to watch TNA for some reason. My DVR is not recording it. I don't know why. Maybe it just is trying to save me the pain of watching it. (laughs) I was getting ready to say you're not missing a lot. (laughs) That's all I could gather from that. But one thing that did happen was Ty Valkyrie got arrested, arrested for um, Uh, that angle where they had Johnny Bravo get shot at his wedding. Yeah, they. (laughs) They write him. I guess they put him (laughs) on the TV too. (laughs) Yeah, right along with Luchasaurus getting his head caved in. Uh, somebody got stabbed. Um, something happened to Tommy Dreamer. I forget what that was, but yeah, yeah they they just been killing motherfuckers over there. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer ain't dead. He wrestled two uh, two weeks ago. No, I said they did something to Tommy Dreamer. He was <laughs> in one of those crazy angles. Then you got Ethan Page getting his heart ripped out by a Karate Man, which we're gonna talk about that too. You know because. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute because he's backpedaling hard on that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they got her written off you know, from the arrest, and now the rumor is that she might be going to WWE or AEW. She's going somewhere. Well, she is married to John Morrison. Yeah, so that pro- that might be where she ends up. That'd make the most sense. Yeah, I mean, right now with everything going on, yeah. One other interesting note about Impact that I actually just saw was that partnership really between Impact and AEW. 
is that mm-hmm. AEW recently just filed for a um, trademark register, Battle of the Belts. Yeah, I saw that. So that's given me some ideas about is what's going to happen between Moose, Rich Swan, Kenny mm-hmm. Omega, you know, are those three going to be involved in some type of match? Well, right now it looks like they're doing Moose and Rich Swan. Looks like they're going to finish that feud, and then that'll probably lead to whatever's going to happen with Kenny and all that crap. Yeah, Kenny going to collect that belt too. Hey, shit. it's not like either belt really means anything anyway. AEW means a little bit. So you had guys like Chris Jericho and John Moxley have it. The next night on AEW, it was actually a surprisingly decent tag match between Jurassic Express and FTR. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that match? I fucking hate Marco Stunt for one. <laughs> Why? Just because of his size? No, it's not because of his size. How do I explain it without sounding shitty? <laughs> uh... He just does the, be, the best way I can say it is that he just does not fit. He literally is looking at him on there with FTR and Jungle Boy, who I am a fan of. I do like Jungle Boy before everybody loses their minds there. Yeah, he's that Jungle Boy's uh, got a lot of talent. Oh, of course. He's got a lot of potential, too. Yeah. So. At first, I was like kind of iffy yeah. on him when I first started watching him. And then, like, as it progressed, I was like, okay, he's this guy ain't that bad. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of potential, and he he can be something for sure. Oh yeah, but Mark Marco stunt, I no. He literally is watching that match. One of these things is not like the other. It seems like and he's then, almost kind of like out of place, almost in a sense. Well, and then him bitch slapping. What was it, Dax? That he slapped. It was Cash Wheeler that ended up you know, getting challenged to a match. With right. Jungle Boy for next week. <clears throat> but the overall match itself for those two this past week wasn't that bad. And I actually kind of like the storyline that has got going on. For a while, I thought they was going to incorporate Tully Blanchard into it as well. Well, yeah, you would think, you know, you got a legend and they're, they're, but they're not, you know, he could, of course, he can be a great manager, but they're not doing anything with him. That guy was talking about like more like of a, in-ring sense, you know, kind of have him do some stupid bit with Marco Stunt. Well, I mean, Tully probably do, didn't agree to that or wouldn't agree to that. Though. Probably not. Like, I mean, for a minute, it seemed knowing, like that was the direction they were headed. Right. And it did. It looked like they were trying to do something. But knowing what I do know about Tully, that would never happen. Other stuff that came on AEW this week is um, botch fest type of match between. <laughs> that's the best way I could pose. It was a good match. But it was a botch fest. And now it's between. Well, it can't, well, hold on a second. It can't be a good match and a botch fest. It's one or the other. <laughs> They're doing some neat stuff. They're just fucking up half of it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, now, now you tell them how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, but that was between Private Party and Matt Hardy versus yeah. Top Flight and Matt Seidel. Yeah. And the fact that they're giving Private Party this heel turn, this slow heel turn, is actually, I think, is more beneficial to them. I mean, at least they're doing something. They're they too talented to not be used. So they haven't done anything, so I mean that's at least it's something. 
I mean, look at the teams they beat, and they, like I said, they beat the Young Bucks. I believe they beat the Lucha Brothers, mm-hmm. the Phoenix. And well, Memphis. when I say they haven't done, and they haven't. Done, I mean, when I'm saying they haven't done anything, you know, stories. They yeah. haven't had a feud or an angle, really. No, they just had them beat these high-profile teams, and that was it. Yeah, so that was really. I just mean, maybe, maybe this will lead to an actual angle or something. I think it will. Um, yeah. Private Party is actually the number one contenders. For the Good oh, okay. Brother tag titles, so they have one match in Impact, and they're automatically the number one contenders. Hey, look, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you what happened. I don't know the reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, well, if that's if that's the case, then uh, let's see how it goes. I, I think that'd be a pretty good match between them two, though, if it gets done right. Yeah, uh, Gallows and Anderson tend to do better with smaller guys anyway, so that actually shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, and then we said the um, three the three way tag match between everybody in the inner circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had uh, yeah, proud and powerful. What they go by now, Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy Hagar. That's yeah, Sammy the joke <laughs> Proud and Powerful versus Sammy and Hagar, or yeah, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hagar, <laughs> and um, Jericho and MJF. Yeah. Yeah, which MJF ended up pinning, mm. I believe it was Guevara, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Sammy that he pinned. After Warlow gave him some assistance. Mm-hmm. And so I guess they're saying Jericho and MJF are now the official tag team of the Inner Circle. Yeah, it makes zero sense because you yeah. have an actual tag team in the group. Mm-hmm. That's been a tag team for a few years now. That was already a tag team in other companies. Yeah. Won tag titles together. <laughs> I think now that's on like kind of see that's on kind of lead to them leaving the group or right. total implosion of inner circle. It, it'll be something. It, it's going to be goofy, whatever it is. So. Yeah. No, that's that's already that's already an understood fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be fucking ridiculous. It'll probably be another fucking dance routine. That'll be the breakup. You know. I also had NXT this week. You know that was NXT wasn't bad. They announced a women's dusty tag team tournament. You know, we saw Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory get eliminated from it. Then the big thing that really stuck out to me was that fight pit match between Champa and Timmy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah, and this was what, the second one they've done? Yeah, the first one was Thatcher and Matt Riddle. Yeah, and that was pretty damn good. That was good. Thatcher won that, and then this week they put on another great match, and Thatcher won that one too. Yeah, so now that leaves me to wondering, is Champa going to go to the main roster, or is he still going to stay on NXT? Well, Champa said not too long ago that he does not want to leave NXT. He does not want to go to the main roster. He wants to stay right where he's at. Yeah, and he also made the comment that he would end up leaving WWE as soon as he could if he did go to the main roster. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much what he had said. That's all he wants is NXT, and if that's not where they want him, he'll leave. I I don't see Champa really fitting in on that main roster, though. No. Well, they would. They don't. They wouldn't know what to do with them. So why would they call them up? If the, you know, you call these well, people it, up, you give them a plan for a month or two, and then that's it. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And it's oh, look at every look at the start and stop booking they do to Bray Wyatt every time he gets traction. Yeah. Every single time he starts to pull himself up, they cut his legs out. And just just about every call up from NXT, the they same do. thing has happened. Yeah, so I I just don't see the point of them doing call ups from NXT. However, one thing I would like to see is you know how they're trying to treat NXT as its own brand, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how when they do the draft, it's just Raw and SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Throw NXT into the mix. Well, that's true, but then that but then that pulls NXT out of that that spot that they're in now. Then that includes them with the other two rosters. I mean, the way I'm looking at it is like I feel like that give NXT a little more attention over AEW for one, right? Well, and maybe if if they were to do an exchange between NXT and NXT UK, those two rosters, move, well, shake they, them around a little bit. They kind of do though. That you got guys from UK yeah. that regularly come on NXT, like Imperium, as a big example. Right, but I'm saying is if they do a draft, make those the two rosters, and then that guy, whoever gets switched, that's where they're at permanent, you know, just like Raw and SmackDown. NXT UK isn't really well known, so I just don't see where that really benefit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but putting them on the other side doesn't do much for them either because then you're mixing the two separate products, you know. I see that. I can see that. I don't know. Just a thought, you know. Because they really do. I mean, they really do treat NXT almost, almost like a separate company. Yeah, because McMahon really doesn't have anything to do with it. The only involvement he's had with it has been in the last year and a half since they moved to USA. That's really the only involvement he's ever had in it. Pretty much, and even then, Triple H still makes a lot of the decisions. Yeah, it's still his show. As other than that, nothing else really stood out to me on NXT, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just just another another episode. Yeah, SmackDown wasn't too bad, though. Yeah, aside from all the comedy, you know that obstacle course, and then the match between <laughs> Reg- Reginald and Sasha Banks. Who the hell is Reginald? The dude that comes out there with Carmella. Oh. Actually, that dude is actually pretty athletic, and in a sense, to me, it made Sasha look bad. Well, yeah, intergender matches don't really do anything for either side. Yeah, it really doesn't. The big thing I was looking forward to, and I turned on SmackDown, and within the first ten minutes or so, I was looking forward to a match between Paul Heyman and Adam Pearce. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, this might be pretty cool, and then that got. Pulled out from no pulled out from us. You never made us to the WWE. That's funny to you, Heyman. Yes, yes it is. Look, I can stand here and I can take that from him, and I can take the physical intimidation from him, but I sure as hell am not going to take it from you. Respecting you. 
want to straighten them out. You just disrespected the tribal chief. You just disrespected his entire family. You know how long I've known this man's family? I've known this man's family since I was 15 years old. What, so his family's going to hang out with someone that doesn't grow up to be a man? Do you know what it's like to hang out with the Anawaii family? Have you any clue what that's like? So I get it. I understand you buy into the persona that I put forth on television. You, you think I'm not capable. You, you think I'm, 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 I'm impotent as a man. You don't think I can handle myself. I'm from New York. I'm whooping out as you disrespect my tribal chief. Stare me down? Huh? Tell you what. I may not be a lawyer, but I come from a synagogue just full of them. And in the state of Florida, a verbal agreement is legal and binding. So you want a big main event for SmackDown tonight? You want something new and different and unique and huge? Adam Pierce. One-on-one. Straight up. Versus Paul Heyman. Yeah, it's because Adam Pierce would fucking destroy Heyman. <laughs> oh, Adam Pierce tried to take it to Raymond for a minute until he got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> and then oh, Kevin Owens comes it. out, beats the hell out of Roman, and puts him through a table at the end of the show. Right. And it was like. Sami Zayn, he got involved with the Intercontinental title match mm-hmm. you know, between um, Apollo Crews and Big E, which that was going to be a good match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Between That's those two. match. Yeah. And Sami Zayn kicked both of them. You know, hit, them hit them both with the Haluva kick, so I guess they're going to try and keep him in that Intercontinental title picture. Yeah, triple threat, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it's going to come to. Probably. Is that still that's gonna be a good match too? Yeah, but it's not really necessary to do a three way, but they just can't help themselves. So some news that I did hear about SmackDown and the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I just heard this the other day too. Um Alistair Black. They're keeping him off of TV because they plan on having him have this big dramatic debut on SmackDown. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and so there's been rumors of him possibly winning the Rumble. Right. So if he did win the Rumble and have a match with Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. that would be a good WrestleMania main event match there. Yeah, that that could that could work. There is no doubt in my mind those two will be the match of the whole show and tear the house down. Yeah, that definitely could work. That that could definitely be something there. You know, so that's like one reason I'm really interested in SmackDown now because I'm waiting for Alistair to come back. Mm-hmm. I said, other than that, nothing. Oh, is this another show? It's another episode of SmackDown. Well, we did get one little piece of news out of Japan today. What's that? So, uh, Bullet Club members, Fan El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. They uh they won the junior tag titles today from Desperado and Kanamaru from Suzuki Goon. And then uh <laughs> right after the match, Phantasmo joined in on the on the fun 
that Tom has been having lately and calling out <laughs> calling out the elite and everybody else. So right after the match, after they won the belts, Phantasmo, because his finisher is the super kick, right? Oh. And um, I think you watched the Super J Cup when he won. He only does one super kick and it's done. Pretty much, yeah. They actually sell the super kick. Yeah. Well, the story has been since he's returned to Japan since lockdown that he uh, spent quarantine training by uh, hardening his shin and his foot by kicking trees. That's the... (laughs) (laughs) But every chance... Yeah, yeah. But we're pretty sure the boot is loaded with something because every every time Kevin Kelly gets a chance on commentary, he makes the comment, there's something in his boot, you know. After the match, he got on the mic and he said, it's not my fault that you've been used to 15 to 20 super kicks per match. <laughs> he said, I only need one. My foot is the strongest tool in professional wrestling. I am an elite athlete. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he took a straight shot at the Young Bucks in particular. Yeah, exactly. And that's – well, you know, Young Bucks were part of Bullet Club at one point. Yeah. And they won won the junior tag titles, I think, six or seven times. Wow. And – but as we all know about their fucking ridiculous super kick parties and all that horse shit (laughs) – uh, I actually, I I love the fact that Phantasmo only needs one super kick, and he's throwing it out there to everybody. <laughs> right? I give a fuck if the boots loaded or not. He's bringing the move back. <laughs> that's what they need is treat that move as that's a good finisher, you know, and that's something that needs right. to be treated right. as. Yeah. Well, and think about this for a second. How many years did Shawn Michaels use a super kick as a finisher? His whole freaking career. So what is that? 20, 20 years? He over 20. It was over 20 years because he started he his first few years he didn't use it, but it was well over 20 years. That was his finisher. So everybody knows when Shawn Michaels throws that kick, it's done. Yeah, that's it. It's over. So then but then you got another match that happened earlier where a guy threw 20 super kicks and they kicked out of every one. Yeah. So what sense does that, does it, does that mean? Like JR was saying, does that mean this guy throws a better super kick than this one? Right. And then you get the young bucks who throw them together. So you got two people kicking you. You would think that put the match away, but it doesn't. No, never. Can you name a match they've won with a super kick? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's great. Actually, they're actually trying to sell this move again. Finally, it's about time somebody did. Loaded boot or not, it's shitty that we have to get to the point where the guy has to act like he might be cheating for the move to work again, but it's still working. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, and that pretty much like wraps up everything in-ring-wise that happened this week. Outside the ring, though, we had some pretty interesting developments come up. And like we mentioned earlier with Ethan Page and Karate Man. Yeah, he's, um, he's backpedaling hardcore here, man. <laughs> and they uh, pretty much wrote him off of TV with them not re-signing with Impact by having Karate Man rip his heart out. 
Well, according to him, literally that that wasn't yeah yeah that wasn't supposed to happen. That was that whole video was supposed to be something else totally because from what he said, there was this whole other different YouTube version that actually came out first a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, but apparently him not re-signing pissed off Impact, so they put out the one that was on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and he said he was, like, watching that with his family, and then, like, when they aired that, it just, like, it threw him off. Yeah, so does this YouTube one exist? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. To be honest, I haven't even looked it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to see anything else like that. No, because that was fucking ridiculous. But that did, that does leave me with one question, right? Yeah. All right. So Karate Man kills Ethan Page. He's he's done, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens with Karate Man? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what happened with Karate Man? Yeah, where does he go from here? <laughs> I guess he mysteriously disappears too. He's going to face the winner of Omega and Swan. You watch. Don't wish that curse on us. We are not paying for that. <laughs> we paid for Karate Man. Look, we won't supposed to pay for that. Oh, uh, apparently, apparently, there's a whole other video too that I'd never heard about until three days ago. So, <laughs> right. and the interesting thing about that is too is when they first brought up when Impact first brought up the idea of him doing karate, being Karate Man, he did not want to do it. Uh, do you blame him? Hell no. But yeah, yeah. Fuck no. He Ethan Page ain't dumb. He ain't, he ain't a bad wrestler either. He knows what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, but they forced him to do this stupid character. He tried to make the best of it, but Impact kind of screwed him on that. Yep. Yeah. So for anybody who ha- hasn't seen that match, don't waste your time. You don't want to see it. <laughs> It was, it was the worst thing I've ever seen since Santina. It's so bad. We're talking about it two weeks in a row. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, another interesting thing. Um, remember a few months ago we were talking about uh, Joey Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually beat one of his lawsuits technically. Yeah, it's, it's by default. Nothing actually happened. It just... The person literally didn't respond. <laughs> yeah, the per- yeah, literally, like at all, because the person didn't respond in time, so it was an automatic, you know. Uh, like I said you know, to you earlier, he, he paid somebody off to be quiet. That's, it had to have had. Somebody got paid off. Yeah, he uh, – it's just really strange for something like that, that a person wouldn't respond. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all right. He's got countless others he's got to fight now, too, so. Yeah. Well, but then, well, you know, you remember the other story, the Del Rio story. Remember that woman? She totally recanted the entire story. Yeah, probably because the car to kill her family. So Joey Ryan, I, I'm pretty sure Joey Ryan knows some sleazy greaseball motherfuckers that have no problem paying somebody a visit. Think so? Look at them. One thing that really got me this week, though, that is that article you sent me. <laughs> like well, yesterday about Devon Dudley, you know, apparently he tried coming out as gay and nobody would publish it. <laughs> they published some bullshit story about him and Stephanie instead. Yeah. 
It was like, <laughs> you know, y'all published this BS story about you know, me and Stephanie McMahon, but yet I I'm as gay on your show and oh, nothing. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> well, come to find out old Devon was just fucking with everybody. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm just trying to see, you know, kind of like in a sense, like showing that these people only put like stories out that they choose to. Well, yeah, and he was making a point. He was trying to make a point that I can tell them whatever I want, but they're going to print whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But- I don't know if he went about it exactly the best way because a lot of people freaked out and shit. I and- about to say, <laughs> you know, he got some backlash for that. Well, you saw in that article that I showed you those people talking about, you know, at first it was like everybody was like, oh, it's so awesome. and It's great. And if it was true, that is a cool thing. It takes that's a big thing for somebody to do, not taking anything away from that. Yeah. But <laughs> and then he just comes out and says, hey, no, I was just fucking around, you know, <laughs> oh, and everybody started hating him. Yeah. So, yeah. It was an interesting choice, but he got he got him. It worked. Yeah, right. He accomplished <laughs> what he wanted to do, and yeah, got a lot of haters for it. Hey, they they listened to him. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably be the last time they listened to him. <laughs> it depends. I like Devon though. So, you know, speaking about like being somebody that everybody used to listen to. You know, Undertaker, he came on Joe Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and started talking about like the locker room backstage and how it's different now than it was when he was in his prime. Yeah. And uh, that got a lot of people's attention. Well, you know, here's the thing I listened to that entire, uh, that entire interview. Right. You know, that interview is almost three hours long. Okay. That question came up well into the actually, yeah, uh, well past the second hour. And it was one question out of the entire thing. And after he gave that answer, they went right on to the next topic. It's not like they spent 30 minutes discussing the ins and out of it he answered one question and they were on to the next topic so do you feel like it's something that's getting like spun out of context or i do because he was asked kind of pretty much he was asked like the difference between his time and now and that's what he was talking about you know you know, he, he wasn't trying to say that all oh, these guys suck or, you know, they wouldn't last in my time. He didn't say anything like that at all. Right. All he said was, is that they're kind of soft. And that was because, and he, what, what was the quote he said? You know, they, they're more interested in playing video games and looking pretty. Yeah. And like their, is, that their looks really don't match the character that they're trying to portray. Right. A perfect example of that is Sammy Callahan. Yeah. yeah his look does not pr- no, agree with the character he's trying to portray on TV. Now, can you yeah. think of any characters like that in WWE? There's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple, you know, off that I can, that I can think of, you know, uh, 
like look at the stuff look at the stuff they've been doing with Baron Corbin trying to make him into like this whole corporate thing that that ain't him no he, he, he left that and went to the no now he's King Corbin and it's it's, it's still it's not you know and then you got a what well, I just had one on the top of my head now I lost it god damn it uh, Corbin though is a great example of that because you know remember when he first came on NXT Mm-hmm. He was this badass freaking ass kicker. Well, he was like a biker almost, you know. Yeah. And then he gets to the main roster and he does good for like a month or so. And then mm-hmm. he, he gets made a joke of. Oh, I'm going to tell you another. Actually, another good example is look what they've done with Keith Lee. Well, you know, like when he got called up, his entire gimmick, everything was changed but he was still trying to be his NXT self, and you had that whole weird thing going on for a couple of weeks. I, his gimmick didn't really get changed. Uh, like he still kind of like kept the same gimmick, and they just changed his attire and changed his music. Yeah, his tennis but, skirt, his tennis onesie. <laughs> but as far as like what he's saying and what he does, it's still relatively the same. Well, I don't know. Like, he even was talking different. Like, his accent sounded different and everything from at first. Oh, really? Yeah, at first, it, I don't know. It just, it, it seemed like he was trying to do two things at once, you know? Oh, I didn't really notice too much of a difference with that. But, uh, but now, nah, but back, back to what Undertaker was saying, and, yeah, you yeah. know, he tells a story in that same interview where one of his first matches he ever had as a professional wrestler was against fucking Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Who who was hardcore before hardcore was even a thing. Right. You know, this was like a literal caveman in wrestling, basically. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard some stories about how crazy this guy was. Well, and Taker said that they did, you know, when the match started, you know, they locked up. And when they broke, when they, when they broke apart, he said he accidentally, um, he accidentally caught Brody in the face with a palm. He kind of, you know, kind of palmed him in the, in the, in the mouth, you know? And he said, and then Brody proceeded to throw him into the ropes and kick him in the face as hard as he could. And they just threw him out of the ring and just beat him up all over the fucking place, you know, just for, just for that. Just yeah. and then you know after the after the match was over, they were in the locker room and he said, you know, he went up to Brody and thanked him for the match and Brody said, hey, next time slow down and that was it. It was cool, you know. <laughs> Damn. But stuff like that wouldn't happen today. No, not really. Because you know that was something back when they did receipts. Like if somebody got hit yeah. with a stiff a stiff shot and then they returned it. Yeah. Well, and he was also kind of, you know, he was trying to teach them too, you know, hey, pay attention to what the fuck you're doing. Slow down. Don't get in a rush, you know. Yeah. That's something you got to take your time with. And now Undertaker's comments are just getting twisted out of context. And everybody, like a lot of superstars from WWE, AEW, I want to say there was some from New Japan. All of them are referencing his comments now by talking about how they like to play video games. And they're talking about how Undertaker said the guys used to carry weapons backstage. And one of them brought up, like, they made a comment, isn't that how Bruiser Brody got killed? 
Well, not quite. That was that's a completely different. That's two totally different things. Yeah, I was saying that's um, like one of the comments that I saw, and yeah, it's like y'all are people are really taking this to heart. Yeah, and because like I said, it's he he wasn't directing anything towards anybody. He wasn't saying, you know, he wasn't saying that none of the guys weren't good or anything like that, or that none of them know how to wrestle or they shouldn't be on TV. He was just how it was different you know, from his yeah. time compared to now. Yeah. And what I find hilarious is that before he asked, answered the question, he even said, I'm probably going to piss everybody off. But. Yeah, he did say that. I did hear him yeah. say that. Yeah. Man, but, I mean, it is what it is, you know. People and, shouldn't be getting offended by that. You know, because if you've watched these interviews he's done lately – He's always said how much he likes this current guy, that current guy, this current girl. He's always praised, you know, people, the current people. He said it's hard to watch the product now, though, too. Right. And that he and he and, you know, and again, there he was talking as a whole, you yeah. know, but but you, and I know product in particular. Right. He's just saying the business as a whole. Because, like I said, yeah, I know you've heard him say it. He's he he praises new guys all the time. Oh yeah, you know. No, and he's not exactly wrong. No, he's not because it is different, and he's not the only one to talk about the locker room differences like that. A lot of guys from his era have said the exact same thing. So I wonder why it is that nobody else really caught slack for that, like he has. Well, we've discussed this before. It's because of the current crop of fans. There's a lot of it. Yeah. It's not all of it, but that's a lot of it. That is if you look at a lot, of, a lot of the stuff being said now, a lot of the current wrestlers, unfortunately, are a lot like a lot of the current fans, as you've seen. Yeah. So that's where some of this is coming from also. It doesn't help when the wrestlers are the ones really instigating it, though, either, too. You know, like you said. Right. Uh, it doesn't help the situation at all. It, it, it's it's just really weird. It, it's it's like you're you're not allowed to say anything about the current guys. You can't say what's wrong with it. You can't say where they need to improve. You know, and it's not just one company. It's the whole industry. Current, it's yeah. It's the whole current generation in the industry. Yeah, because God forbid the first time you say something bad about them, they're gonna hop right on Twitter. Oh yeah, exactly. And and you know, if you go look up the quote of what he said, he was pretty diplomatic about it. You know, he he act, he didn't really say any harsh words. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're all bunch. Yeah, you know, he didn't say they're all pussies, and you know, we could have kicked the shit out of the entire locker room. Right. He didn't say anything like that at all. No, he really didn't. I mean, like you said, he was diplomatic with it. He really chose his words carefully when he said it. Yeah. Like either way he put it, he even said like he's gonna piss off a lot of people. Yeah. You gotta think, you know, he's from an era where uh the promoters and the owners of the companies were former wrestlers like Bill Watts. Yeah. Who was like who was a big motherfucker who was like six four, three hundred pounds and knew how to use it, you know. And he was he's well known for slapping fucking wrestlers when they didn't do what he wanted them to do, you know. 
Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't have made it in that in those times then. Right. But that's where he comes from. That's that's how he was brought up. So how can you fault him for thinking that way? Because that's what he knows. Yeah. That's how he was taught. That's you know. You know, but even though a lot of comments do get made like that real often now. Yeah. No, there was still some pretty good in-ring action this week, too. Always find something good every week, don't we? Yeah, we always try to do um always try to do that. Um as far as like all the matches that you saw this week, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, in your opinion, was the best match that you saw? Well, for me, it was actually uh the main event from Ring of Honor TV this week. And that was uh, Ray Horace challenging Dragon Lee for his Ring of Honor TV title. And who ended up winning? I'm guessing Dragon. Who won? Dragon Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, he defended the belt. He 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 won. But they had a they had a really good back and forth, you know, uh, TV main event. If that makes sense. Yeah. For some reason, I, I guess Ring of Honor probably record tonight. So. Yeah, you'll get you'll get that episode tonight if you're recording off cable. Yeah, so I'll see it tonight. That's, yeah, I watched it on Fight TV. That comes out on Mondays. If you watch it on cable, that's on Saturdays. So yeah. that tip for anybody that doesn't know. Okay, now it makes sense. I really didn't know until you just told me. Yeah, so. Because like, um, you were telling me about that at first. I'm like, how the hell is he seeing this? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Fight TV gets it gets it on Monday, the Monday before. All right, how much is that subscription a month? Um, you can watch the, on the Fight TV. You can watch those regular Ring of Honor episodes for free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a subscription. Fight TV is free to use, and the Ring of Honor TV episodes, the regular, just weekly one hour show, it's always free on there. Uh, so I might have to start checking that out then. But no, they had a good fifteen minute, you know, main event match. You know, I you saw the highlights that I sent you. You know, it was a very back and forth. Yeah, a lot of momentum changes where it made sense. Yeah, well, nothing is really unnecessary in that match. Yeah. And even though they're both luchadors and high flying is that style, they still did it in a technical and meaningful way. Yeah, the match I really thought was the best thing I saw this week. It really like kept me glued to the TV. Mm-hmm. It's a fight pit match between Thatcher and Champa on NXT. Yeah, yeah, that was good. One thing I like about those fight pit matches that when they've done them, they've all been under like within ten minutes, which which is pretty believable because that whole idea of that of those matches is, is okay. We're not. This isn't a pro wrestling match. We're fighting. You know. Yeah, and the, the only way you can win those is by submission or knockout. Yep. You know, and there was a couple close calls for a KO win there, but mm-hmm. Thatcher ultimately ended up winning by right. submission. <clears throat> and then after the match, they kind of had like this stare down, or, and the, right. um, Baird and Vic Joseph were like, you know, maybe Champa gained Thatcher's respect after that match. Yeah. So, like I said, where it goes from there is really hard to say. Right. Well, I think those two could have a good feud even if it went further, you know. Or even possibly a team. 
that yeah, that could work too. Champa's the kind of guy that he can kind of work with almost anybody. That's his character. I've never really seen him have a bad match, except for that one of Kerry and Cross. No, he's he's just solid as fuck. Like that's the best way I can put it. Pretty much. He's there's no glaring holes. You know, he does he makes everything look good. He he makes it look effortless. That's why him and Johnny Gargano were always so good, even when they had matches together. And it doesn't hurt that he looks like a fucking psychopath either. Yeah, no, that really helps him out a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) Um even with like all the matches we saw, what were some of the biggest spots and botches that you saw this week well the one spot that i really liked and this was the first thing that i showed you on that ring of honor match was where uh dragon lee countered um ray horace with that hurricane rana where he just jumped over the top rope and just snatched him out of you know off the apron threw him out on the floor yeah yeah, that was pretty slick, you know, and no hands either. He he didn't touch nothing. <laughs> so he oh. just he just he just leaped right over that rope and that was it. But you take away a lot of Dragon Lee's arsenal. Dragon Lee, full head of steam. Wow! Wow! Ah! <laughs> uh, when you showed me that, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you and know, then, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, well then you saw it. Did you see the bruise on Horace's back that popped up like instantly? <laughs> No, I didn't actually see that. Yeah, if you look at it and you go back, you look at his uh, left shoulder when he rolls over after hitting the floor. Yeah. The, on his back, it's all it's already just red. <laughs> Damn. Like he literally, had, it like it was like a second before he rolled over, and it was already showing. Jeez. Did you yeah. see any botches this week? Uh, well, we already dis- <laughs> we discussed this one earlier. <laughs> Those fucking moon salts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause, okay, so you saw that, right? Yeah, I went and found it. Holy shit. Like that was just <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. I really uh, don't know what to call that. Um You know what we call that? We call that fucking amateur hour. Cause like he went for like an assisted what was it? he went for like an assisted moonsault, missed that. Yeah, I got yeah, they fucked that up. He fucked up the springboard. He fucked up the pin. Yeah. The wrong guy pinned, you know. Yeah, and they called it during that match. He was like, hey, I'm the legal guy. You got to go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And, and you know what you know what makes this even better? Huh? It was on fucking national television. You know what makes it even worse than that? What's that? Oh. <laughs> yeah you, you you fucking shit the bed on national tv and you lose <laughs> i mean but other than that it was a fairly decent match you know other than that huge freaking clusterfuck you know it was it was a pretty decent match man jericho uh, they said he botched um line salt this week too yeah, he did. He said like, he barely got all the way over before he hit the guy. Yeah, he 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 almost he he almost broke his neck. I saw, yeah, like almost freaking went head first into the damn mat. Yeah, he um, yeah, the COVID god. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Uh, I think it was just a bad week for AEW. Just one? Just one? <laughs> just this week. Just this week. <laughs> just this week. Oh, hell. Oh, you know, that this was the same me... thing. That was the same thing I called for, you know, my botch for this week was that clusterfuck between um, private party and top flight. You know, I mean, nothing else came close to that. No, nah, that was the king of all botches. Other than Batista, when he got shoved by Mark Henry, you know. Yeah, if that if that had happened this week, then that would have won. But that happened like, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah really no touch. I didn't see any spots that really stood out to me, though. Yeah, it was like, well, you, it was kind of blank. You didn't watch. You haven't. You haven't seen this week's Ring of Honor yet, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that though now. Because there's actually another spot in there that I that I almost picked, where uh, Dragon Lee is running at Horus in the corner, right? And Horus jumps out. Horus jumps out at the last second and throws Dragon Lee over his head into the turnbuckle. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm looking, he got some fucking air. Well, I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing He it. got some air. Now it comes to our favorite part of doing this show, and that's for our classic matches of the week. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're e- we each give one match that we think is one of the better matches we've seen. And we choose to share that one with you to try to get y'all to watch that match as well. Since you started last week, I'll go ahead and make my pick first this week. And actually the main event of WrestleMania 31. So it was just within Mm -hmm. the last few years, but that was the WWE championship match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That was a good back and forth match. And Funny thing is, neither one of them won. Neither one of them won the match. Nope. As soon as Roman Reigns <laughs> hit the spear, out comes Seth Rollins with his money in the bank. And he ends up winning the title that night. And then, you know, the rest is history. Seth went on to do great things, made a great heel turn, face turn, another heel turn. and The Jay Alex- White rip off Monday Night Messiah. <clears throat> Do what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but then um, that was probably Seth's biggest push, you know, since he got out of the Shield. Yeah. Well, that was that was like yeah, I mean that was his first like real major like big push. Yeah. You know what though? What was fucking impressive about that match? The fact that Seth ran from the fucking entrance all the way to the ring. Didn't slow down. wasn't even breathing hard. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a run that time. Yeah, that was a good like what fifty yards or something shit like ridiculous like that. Yeah, back when WrestleMania had crowds and everything, you know, I make it seem like it was a long time ago. <laughs> but was it just me, or did it seem like the entrance ramps got longer and longer every year? Well, when they started playing them damn football stadiums, holy shit, the ring would be in like the, the ring is at the damn fifty yard line and then you know. <laughs> like it seems like they just get longer and longer every year. But no, that that was a good match though. And that was a good surprise in a time where you don't get many surprises because people can't keep fucking secrets. Yeah, and um 
Like, I'll be honest, I honestly did not see Seth even went, coming out there after his loss to Randy Orton earlier in the night. No. no, which was also, by the way, one of the best RKOs ever. Definitely. Other than that one with Evan Bourne. Yeah, those are the those top are, two. Those are the top two RKOs I've ever seen. In my opinion, they're tied for number one, but yeah. But um, you had a good pick for your match this week, too. <laughs> I don't know if "good's" the word for it, but it's <laughs> it's a little brutal. It's, um, if if you get it's it's and it's real. It's uh, this wasn't a Ray Mysterio Seth Rollins eye injury. This was a real eye injury. Uh. <laughs> well, you saw the pictures. I don't. I don't think I've showed you the match yet, but I haven't seen. I'm gonna watch it though. But I did see the pictures, yeah. and yeah, it looked brutal. So it was February 1990, New Japan. It was Stan Hansen and Vader, two big badass, you know, American guys. And so when the match started, they were already they uh like this wasn't like a stiff match. This was real. They were actually punching each other in the face. Like, they're actually fucking fighting. Why? That's just Stan and Vader. <laughs> I mean, two of the stiffest guys you could ever wrestle, put them together. That's what you get. And Jeez. about five minutes, it's not even five minutes. It's just a couple of minutes into the match. Um, Vader used to wear a full, full head face mask, similar yeah. to a lucha mask. Right. Um, and there's an exchange in there where Stan's thumb hits Vader like right here under the eye, like right here. And when he, and when he did, it popped his eye out. God. <laughs> yeah. And so mid-match, Vader just rips his mask off, pushes his eye back in, and just proceeds to go back and they just beat the shit out of each other for like another 10, 15 minutes after that. God, I don't understand how he could even go that long after having his eye put out like that. Well, you, you saw how swolled up his, yeah. his eye was. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he just rips his mask off, pushes it back in, and he just starts swinging again. <laughs> I wonder if he could even see. <laughs> he, he, well, he did that entire match with one eye. So, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but no, for real, there's points in that match where Vader is holding Hanson by the hair and is just punching him in the face for real. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to check that match out then. You know, uh, calling it a match is kind of... Like an understatement. Yeah, it's kind of suggestive because it's not really a match. <laughs> like, a freaking, like you said, like a fight. Yeah, because when they started, it, even before the eye, even before the eye, they were already going at it. And uh, after the eye, Vader was pissed. So. <laughs> yeah, now we got a reason to hit him. <laughs> you know, but you, and you got to think, it's two big guys. Vader was 6'5, 400 pounds, could do moonsaults and drop kicks and shit. Yeah. Stan Hansen was, was 6'3 and about 270, 280. You know, big boys. Oh, so. yeah. And they're both known for being rough, being stiff, being heavy, you know, like that. Maybe that's why they put them two together. Well, yeah, and that was the idea, you know. Hey, we can make money off this. 
you know, that was the thing. Hey, let's put them together. And it made money, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our classic picks for this week. You know, again, I had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 31. And Nick, he chose Stan Hansen versus Vader from New Japan back in 1990. You know, I just thought about something. And I didn't even realize realize this when we were discussing our, our picks. Is it you picked a modern day hoss fight? I picked an old school Japan hoss fight. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't even think of that. I did not even I, I didn't either until just now. But yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Which, by the way, Brock and Roman are two badass hosses. And huh. I don't I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I will watch those two fight anytime. Yeah, it's weird because both of them used to get shit on for not really being able to put on good matches. But for some reason, those two clicked and they had a good match. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I love, though, about that, about Roman getting shit on for his matches? Did you ever notice when he would make his entrance, they were booing him? But yeah. but by the time the fucking match was over, they were losing their goddamn minds going crazy for him. Some Almost every. Uh, almost every big match Roman had, that's how it was. It was like during that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match, though, it was like, all right, we don't like neither one of these guys. Who would we rather see win, though? Right. And I was pulling for Roman just so we could see the title back on wrestling again. And I, I was too, but haven't, but hey, that, that title change, nobody saw it coming. No, no, definitely didn't. They yep. pulled off a surprise in a time where there's no surprises. Yeah, the other only other surprise I could think of, like you just mentioned, like a time where you really can't pull surprises, was when the Hardys returned at WrestleMania. Well, and and AJ Styles debut. Yeah, those are other situations we never saw coming. Mm -hmm. One more thing I want to mention before we log off for this episode is. In two weeks, February 7th, we'll be having the host of the Angle Podcast, Joey Carney, joining yes, us here on Big Bang Wrestling to kind of give us some of his insights into our usual topics and what we normally tend to discuss. So I'm looking forward to having him on here. And also another thing about his show I do want to mention, he just had an interview and he said it was probably one of his favorite interviews that he's ever done, and that was with Nick Aldis. Oh, I have no fucking doubt. I have no doubt whatsoever. Now, he just <clears throat> interviewed Nick Aldis, and I believe, I believe he said that was going to be available within the within the next week. I believe. All right, definitely going to check that out. Definitely. So I encourage anybody, you know, whoever, you know, if you don't follow him on social media. Go follow him. Check out his interviews. He interviews a lot, a lot of big names, and I'm looking forward to this interview with he did with Aldis. Oh yeah, definitely, and it'll be fun to have another uh, another podcaster, you know, discussing these things with us just like we do. So that'll be fun to have another a third mind on it. Oh, definitely. So that, that should all be good for everybody, for both sides. I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. it. I think it's gonna be beneficial for both of us. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait for that one. But, you know, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Big Bang Wrestling. You know, thank everybody for tuning in. Again, I'm Marcus. 
And I'm Nick, and I've, I'm still a wrestling fan for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until uh, Royal Rumble. He might be saying something different. Yeah, his things might change in the next week or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are out. <laughs>